Hello, we have saved you a seat. Welcome to Train Station at 8, a video game music podcast. I'm your host, Brian, as always, and this is episode 34, The Golden Lotus. We're continuing our World of Warcraft uh, extravaganza here this week with Mists of Pandaria, and today we're going to be discussing The Golden Lotus from that very game. Joining me for that is the person who just said wow, which is a hilarious pun that has never been done before. My brother, Steven. Hello, Steven. I was just trying to express my amazement. I didn't even think of that till after the fact. Well, I don't know if I have more or less respect for you, but we'll move on in any case. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we don't have a guest this week. Uh, unfortunately, apparently we can't get David Arkenstone on every week. I was very sad to hear that. I thought he signed a contract. Yeah, me too, but I don't know. I don't know about that guy. Untrustworthy. Untrustworthy. <laughs> that was a great episode we had with him last week. Man, um, it was, yeah, it was a, a very spectacular episode. Yes, it was. I must admit. Um, it, I, I liked it because so, because someone would talk to us about World of Warcraft. That's just, <laughs> mostly the reason I liked Yeah, we it. pretty much just had to go to the, to the developers. Yes, for we that had to find point. the actual people who were paid to make music in the game. Exactly, exactly. So, um, before we jump into our main topic here today, what have you been listening to? Um, who? Good question. You yeah, go I know, first. I came up with it just now. You go first because I can't remember anything. All right, uh, so someone that we mentioned a lot on the show, I've been listening to Switchfoot. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a couple different albums that, Oh Gravity, which is a pretty old one, but I just started listening to it a couple weeks ago. An oldie but a goodie. Um, and uh, what was is it? Lonely Nation is that the name of the album or just no. a song? No. Are you thinking of uh, um, that other album? Well, c- come on, <laughs> that's incredibly not helpful. Wait, I am. Uh, um, we both you hear typing sounds sound? around people. Is that what it's called? I mean, the album. Not- yes. Maybe is that what it's called? Of? There is that is what an it's album called? called Nothing Is Sound. Yes. Okay. And that, yes. We solved and, it. <laughs> I think that is a line in the song Lonely Nation. Yeah, so. it is. We're amazing. Uh, yeah. Yes, I've been listening to that as well. I listened to almost so all where of you? So where do you rank it in the Switchfoot Analogs of History? Hmm. Um, all right. Which one? Eh, the, one you've, the new one you've been listening to. The new uh, one. Oh, Gravity. The old one you've been listening to. Right. Um... Man, obviously better than uh, Beautiful Letdown. Obviously, you don't like Beautiful Letdown? I like it. It's just not. It, to me, it's to make a reference that people who don't know our music taste is not going to enlighten them at all. It is equivalent to Poets of the Falls, um, Signs of Life. Like a good a good effort, but a bit poppy and thin. And just kind of generic for them. Yeah. It doesn't really have an identity. It doesn't have um, the same weight. That the other albums have. exactly, or the lyrical design. Yeah. So it's just kind of the poetry. You know, is it's the good. Theme. It's better than most uh, most music out there, but yeah. it's not for them. So anyway, uh, it might also be better than Hello Hurricane. Uh, mm-hmm. It might wow. be up there with me with uh, with the uh, whatever. Nothing is sound. Uh, okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, like my two top might be vice versa's, and at this point, um, fading west. So it's yeah. hard to That's hard to cool. contest with those. So but they're different. all great. So different, yeah. but so good. It has um, a very, very uh, specific theme, which is actually pretty similar to uh, Nothing Is Sound's theme, which is it, it very much focuses on uh, materialism. 
Yeah. And America. I mean, they focus materialism on that and people breaking down from it. Yeah, and that's again, it's focused, but I think it hits that in a more kind of chaotic punk manner than most of their other stuff does. Oh, I see. The right. first half of the album is at least is really good. I like love the first seven songs, and then the second half is okay. But I just listen to that first half of the album over and over again because they're just song after song that I found that I find exceptional. Yeah. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, I I'm like pacing myself with Switchfoot. I don't. I want to yeah. like you know. Um, absorb and learn an album before mm-hmm. moving on to the other one. Since the last one I listened to was Fading West, and that was right in spring. Wow, so yeah. Moving into winter, I think, I think yeah. that's long enough to go back and listen to a new one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's one song in there that's really interesting that basically like tells a story with the lyrics. Like, it's a, it's a very interesting song. Hmm. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, and I'm curious what you'll think of it. So, me too. And by tell a story, I mean like, a lot of songs do that, but this one like is very... Like, it's actually telling a story through the Yeah, lyrics, very explicitly like... is telling a narrative. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, what else have I been listening to? Uh, I mentioned this to you as well, but hey, it's a podcast, so I'll mention it to you again. I've been listening to Blackmore's Night. And they are... I want to get my facts right on this, so one second. Um, Apparently, it's good Christmas listening. I find it it has a medieval sound to it that often is good for cold weather. I, I, I like it for that. It has kind of mysterious... Um, I've been getting in the cold weather tones. mindset uh-huh. as well. I've been listening to some Elder Scrolls, like uh, some Morrowind. I don't know if that really relates to cold weather, but... It's close it's, enough. It's really good for, like, evenings or early mornings. All right, so Blackmore's Night is interesting interesting because the main person who runs it is Richie Blackmore, and he was he did not always do this type of music. Like, he was a guitarist for Deep Purple. Oh. And then he met someone who was actually just, like, asking for his autograph, who ended up eventually being his wife, and they both were interested in Renaissance music, so they started this. Wow. So, really random. He's very <laughs> generous. It's like, can I have your autograph? Yes, and I will also marry you. <laughs> Exactly. Well, in the UK, asking for one's autograph is equivalent to proposing to them. Oh, man. See, I'm just so culturally inept. Exactly. Um, so anyway, it's it's really good because it has that excellent guitar work. Um, so the you know Renaissance guitar or lute or whatever he's using mm-hmm. is quite intricate, really good, and has, you know, they even sometimes bring organs and stuff in, which is very reminiscent of Deep Purple style. So it's got like that... 70s kind of music um, literacy backing behind a Renaissance flair. So it's really uh, has some great listens on there. Does it like feel like um, melodically and musically authentic to that kind of Renaissance time? Or is it like using those instruments to make different sounds? I think it does both. They experiment some, but they also try to harken back to that. Um, That sounds like something I'd really like. It kind of reminds me of um um Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Where it's they like, do remind me of that, yeah. offshoot, like, with instruments you would not expect and great for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they even have a Christmas album, which is great. Yeah, cool. Um, I've oh, also, man, we're going to be able to listen to Trans-Siberian Orchestra again soon. Uh, yeah, I might actually be seeing them live. Really? They're coming again, yeah. Oh. And the tickets are really cheap. Wow. I don't... Maybe you're interested in that. I don't I know. Might we'll be talk interested. later. I might be interested in that. We'll, we'll talk later. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the way I want the tickets to be bought up. So, where are we gonna buy the tickets from? Illegaltickets.org. Shh. Oh. <laughs> All right. I've also been listening to the Alan Wake soundtrack. Oh, I want to hear about that. 
Um, that is an excellent soundtrack. <laughs> um, it. Have you been listening to the song called The Clicker? Yes, I did. And it's like two minutes or something. That was actually my favorite song. If you're wondering uh, why I just did, um, like, lowered my voice and started a hoarse whisper, I was attempting to impersonate Alan Wake from the game Alan Wake. Oh, I thought we got Alan Wake on the podcast for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You're so good at that. Anyway. It's um, dark in here. <laughs> I, have I better get a clicker. Uh, and just so people know, it's not the Left 4 Dead clicker. Totally different. Wait, you mean the... the, um, the Last of Us clicker. Yes, I did mean that. Oh. It's also not the Left 4 Dead clicker, which yes. may or may not exist. It may or may not <laughs> be real, but it's definitely... Uh, yeah, the Last of Us. It is not the Last of Us clicker. You know, it's so much dead walking, Last of Dead for... Zombies. I don't even Many know what it's zombies. called anymore. But Alan Wake doesn't actually deal with zombies. It deals with no. shadow fiends. So yeah, uh, I mean, some of the music, you know, is it's tough to listen to because it's very movie score-esque. Not only um, that, but it's scoring a horror game, so... But stuff like Welcome to Bright Falls, is it? Yeah. I think that's... I think that's that song, the beginning, it like the first couple minutes... very much like a movie. But it's really good yeah. movie. Like, that main melody they have and how they play it is... Oh, man. Um, it's incredible. So mysterious and, like, almost magical, but mm-hmm. grounded. Yeah, that's yeah. that game. I mean, of course, um, Tom the Diver, I think it, it is. That's also an excellent song. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've been loving that. Uh, I never really listened to the soundtrack since playing it and was pleasantly surprised with a lot of it. I own it with a bunch of, like, weird extras, like PDFs of Bright Falls and, like, an <laughs> Alan Wake cutout. It's weird. Right. <laughs> but. So, something else I've been listening to, which also won't be surprising for people who uh, who hear me talk about music. Uh, Ace Combat, mm-hmm. which is pretty much my favorite music ever. I believe I'm listening last to that talk, too. You were like halfway through Ace Combat Five, rating them all. One I'm through both of them, but now I've been able to get my old ratings in, so uh, don't need to be doing that anymore. But I went listened through all of both of them. Uh, five is still better than six. Like it has more great music, but six has just a few phenomenal pieces in there. Yes, yes. Um, I I have a hard time distinguishing the two. Uh, because they both just look very similar and are named the same thing almost, and right. I haven't actually played through the games. Right. So, right. yeah, there are there are different themes. That's the most thing. The biggest yeah. difference you'll notice. Another difference is their cutscene music is slightly different. Um, and they both and have like, the arcade music. I forgot. No, that's just five. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been listening to a whole lot of music because we've been prepping for a. Uh, We've been needing to compile a list of music we like for something we're going to be doing soon. Yes. Uh, with another podcast. We'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been listening just through all of my favorite music pretty much and selecting out stuff that I find particularly amazing. And just remembering yeah. how good music and video games are. I Just remembering how good my taste is, yes. 
<laughs> just been patting ourselves on the back all, all day saying, hey, I think I'm going to go with this song. Isn't it a good song? Yes, it is. You are smart. So many good songs. I am smart. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what about smart you? Smart Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been listening to, Stephen? Um, well, I just remembered that I've been um, listening to Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Right. Which I think I mentioned last week. No, that. wrong. You have not. What are you talking about? What? You haven't been. I absolutely no, have. Just no, you you totally haven't. Um, I don't believe you. What am I missing? It's, it's Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Right. I bought the soundtrack on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes. From uh, illegaltickets.org. All right. <laughs> and um, uh, do you remember anything about that music? Because we played the game years ago. Um. No. No. Yes. Vague. What do you remember? It was kind of Celtic-y, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful like the environments, but it was not enough to make me keep playing the game. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, the music, uh, what makes it so interesting is that it's so simple. Um, hmm. It never moves into any backing orchestral parts for cutscenes or for dramatic points at all. Um, that's interesting. I, it's always just a handful of super authentic, quirky Celtic instruments. Oh, okay. Um, like, I think there's, like, one song that's sung, and maybe that has more backing. I don't really remember. Right. But, um, it's not, like, going to, like, blow you away on a song-by-song basis. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can be too simple or repetitive or just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, and there are definitely some standouts, as a whole... Um, it just, it doesn't really sound like anything else, and it's so warm-hearted and likable, um, and there's a song about a Moogle, and... I was going to ask if there was a song about a Moogle, there's a song so... about a Moogle. Alright, um, is it called Song About a Moogle? It's called, um... It sounds like I'm speaking in a different language at this point. It's called... Song About a Moogle? Song About a Moogle! Um, it is called... I'm Moogle. Oh wow! I am I Moogle. It's like the it's sort of like the dystopian. I am, I am Murloc of the oh. Final Fantasy series. Nice. It's not. It's really really not. So okay, what are the? That's off topic. But is Murloc your favorite like mascot character from a game? Um, or well, I like Ragrappies a lot. Ragrappies. I like Chow more than Murloc. I agree. From the Sonic series, Chow. Chow. Um. They also have better music. Oh, yeah. Um, it's no not, offense to the level 90 elite torn. I mean, this movie music is okay. It's just kind of yeah. like silly JRPG yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's really all it is. Um, <sighs> but if you want to listen to one standout song, I recommend um, probably Departure. Probably beginning and called called it de- departure. So. I love it when soundtracks do that. I think it's misspelled. Uh, That's like, like a um, town called departure. 
Like, oh, what, what is it? Even so, uh, Distand Thunder? Distand Thunder e- e- Eternal Observer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Eternal Observer. Yeah, that 4 was particularly bad. This is just a really, that. really specific conversation. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jokes well, that's have... the problem with having two brothers on a podcast. Yeah, it's, it's like, like they have all the these... misspelling from the original <laughs> soundtrack release of Soul Calibur 3. That's four. a right. Isn't it 4? I think it's 4. Um, it's both. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was reminded something I've been listening to recently is because I have been playing it, the soundtrack for Kid Icarus. Oh, my goodness. Um, Uprising. Not the original. I wouldn't be that excited. But Kid Icarus Uprising has some of the best music I have heard. Yeah, I'm finished. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it is so good. You know, I, I haven't I, even fully processed you it You really, really should have said it. it's some of the best music I've ever heard. I'm finished. What? You don't know you did. I'm finished joke? I don't know that joke. Oh, every time you oh, die in the original Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been funny, but I don't know it well enough to do that. Okay. Sorry. Well, you'll know like I said, that game. Like Maybe I said, I'm still, I, I, I'm still processing all of it, and I won't talk about all my thoughts about the yeah. game right now, yeah. but the music, phenomenal. I wanted to hear it more. Luckily, there's a sound test, and I am. if it's not available, I'm going to find a way to get this music. One way it's, or the other. It's available whether you want to download rips or whether you want to like pay fifty bucks and get the soundtrack. We'll find a way. We'll, we'll find, find a way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love will find a way. <laughs> yes. More. Uh, for you. So moving on to the game, we're going to be talking. Unless there's something else you wanted to, no, to no, bring no. up. That's pretty good. That's it. All right. Uh, moving on to the game, we're going to be talking about. Uh, continuing with our World of Warcraft feature, we're actually one week away now from doing a Draenor episode. Oh, Draenor's um, out. Yes, it is, and the servers are all crashing. I've been it's, queuing all day, and then the server Yeah, I've, I've been waiting all day for my collector's edition to come in, and then it didn't. I found out it's Our so, collector's edition. Mine. Ours? That is not actually going to go anywhere anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes. But before Pandaria, we, we, you know, leap into the abyss and go to the to, to Draenor again, we have some unfinished business in a little island called Pandaria. Right, so Mr. Pandaria is the expansion. Um, our background with this was interesting. We, this is actually the only one we played in beta. Um, but since we, uh, we were pretty much just interested in checking out the, um, the Pandaran starting zone. Yeah, just see see what the the race was like, kind of get a feel for it. Um, exactly. Which we did. I don't know if we played, we didn't play the whole thing in the beta, did we? Yeah, I guess we Um, did actually. We got to the end. Yes, the the starting area we did. We we got to the end of it. Um, We were already impressed. So interesting backstory for Pandaria. Uh, We were both kind of floored when it first came out. We're like, wasn't this an April Fool's joke? What what exactly are they doing? Which when Blizzard first announced it it was because yeah, to do our backstory and Blizzard stuff, which we do every episode now. um, The Pandaren were originally an April Fool's joke for Warcraft three, and they added in like one hero, Chen Storm Stormstout, as just like a joke. Um, and it's just been kind of a running joke ever since, making occasional appearances, etc. And then they announced, "Hey, maybe we we're doing a whole the Pandar the Pandarans are anthropomorphic panda bears. They are anthropomorphic Chinese panda bears, basically. Yes. They're just complete. Yeah. They seem like complete satire or a parody of those things. Uh, so then they announced, "Hey, we're making Mister Pandaria, and it is the next expansion for WoW, and it's all about these." Chinese panda bears. Which today, and, to, to this day is the most insane idea this game has ever had. 
Blizzard has ever had, really. Yeah. Like, in terms of just, like, yeah. messing with their lore, this is it. Um, and we were both kind of floored. We didn't know what to think. We were actually pretty negative on it. Uh, I, maybe a few months before release, I don't know how long, a year before release, I just turned and said, this is going to be amazing. These Pandaren are awesome. Uh, this is just a cool, whimsical, awesome thing for World Warcraft to do. And Stephen was very skeptical. He's like, I don't know about that. And I'm like, no, it's going to be awesome. Then we played the beta, and he totally agreed with me. Yeah, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and hearing. Um, it, I don't know, man. It was something really, really special and something I very rarely feel in video games. That magic, the Zelda magic almost. Um, yeah. The heart they put into that game. So we both played uh, Pandaren leveling up through the beta and then finished that. And then we've come... We came back to it eventually once we got our characters high enough level to play through the full content. I only got a couple levels into it. I think I have like a level 87 character. Loved everything I've seen, but got busy and now Draenor was coming out and I'm kind of wanting to switch up my main classes. So I'm just going to be boosting someone past it and I'm going to go back through the rest of it later. But I never really got to fully experience the expansion. You, on the other hand, Steven, um, you saw more of it than I did. You got through from 85 to 90 or sorry. Yeah, 85 to 90. I most certainly did. I became fully immersed in Pandaria. Um, I went from the Jade Forest to the to the Valley of the Four Winds to Kunlai Summit everywhere. Um, completely um, enchanted by the entire experience. I absolutely loved it. I think this is the best looking, best sounding, almost best playing thing that World of Warcraft has ever put out. And it's probably my favorite expansion. And that's an interesting note about Pandaria, is that it's your favorite expansion. No, really. Um, is that I think the strongest aspect of it, as strong as everything is, is the music. Yes, it's um, like anything ever heard in the series. Um, it's fantastic. I doubt they'll ever return to it. Clearly, it's deeply inspired by Chinese music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just is. Asian yeah, influences in there are everything yeah. about that soundtrack. And I bring some Warcraft elements in, but... It just, it goes deep. As Chris Metzen puts it, Mr. Pandaria is like a a poem, practically. Yeah. Like, they just so lovingly and carefully crafted every small, like, mug on every table and every grand mountain you can see in the distance. It, it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it's trying to be epic or cool it's trying to be hopeful and beautiful, and the music right. follows suit. There is some creepy, good, scary stuff in there as well, right. and some dramatic. Like that's something I really. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's something I really appreciate of Mister Pandari, and something that uh, a lot of people had issue with, which is this idea that it's there isn't some great evil you're fighting. Um, it eventually came around with um, Garish. They built up to a very intimate kind of storytelling aspect of doing that. And there were the. Um, of course, the the Thunder King and the Trolls. The yeah, they all came up l- throughout the journey, though. It wasn't like we are it taking on the Lich King. Arms like the Lich King. I mean, the Burning Crusade. I mean, Deathwing. I mean, something's destroying the world. Right, right. That that gets a little repetitive. It was just, and we're back to that already. You know, Iron Horde and all <laughs> that. The, but the 
the outlined again oh no right but the title screen was just look you're in pandaria isn't it beautiful here it it was really about everyone coming and learning life lessons in a way it was all the different leaders realizing what the cost of war was and what they're willing to pay and kind of a breather and that is something that you don't see stories like this doing very often let alone a um, a, you know, like a quest focused epic fantasy game. Exactly. Like the thing to do for those is just make a big thing for people to kill. Or and that's typically what Blizzard to, does. It's to, you know, give a lot of political intrigue and lots of backstabbing where no one's truly good, no one's truly bad. Pandora right. actually does a good job of making people not just good and not just bad by forcing all the characters and even the players, if you're willing to, um, if you're willing to join them, uh, in considering what is war and why are we fighting and we all have negative emotions inside of us and how are we going to use those and some of the pandarans decided to use them for like um quiet careful contemplation and others decided to act on it you know it's i think the reason that it works differently even though it is calling into arms that there are moral grays is it's not saying look at how people act and they're actually worse than they look which is what you know, Game of Thrones and a lot of other fantasy does now, which is, you know, bring this baser level of morality and focus on that. Instead of what Pandaria is doing is no one's acting that different than they typically do, um, except when, you know, the shah of anger is manifested from how they're already acting. Mm-hmm. But they're seeing a higher standard of morality and, and realizing that they pale in comparison to that. Yes. Um, if that makes sense. It does Instead make sense. of, yeah. It's seeing them as kind of how they are. Mm-hmm. And it's not like anyone it's not like it's revealing oh my gosh all these people are corrupt and horrible obviously garish turned evil throughout it but you know it's not like turns out everyone's a horrible sadistic murderer that's knifing each other on the back like that's not the point it's trying to make as much as what you once thought was good when you look deeper at it might have its own problems and it's just also complete also cohesive the themes of the story the and of course the music how it ties into all the different zones and it's so wandering and beautiful and inspiring and some of the songs just make you remember how good simple earth and a meal can be and like the tavern song (laughs) yes exactly i mean you listen to that and you can't not tear up about so as amazing as we are at talking about music let's go ahead and play the music here so people can get a better idea if they haven't heard any yet okay what we're really talking about here so you chose the golden lotus this is your turn to uh to pick a song yes um i have not heard it all so you're better qualified for this anyway why the golden lotus where does this play what background should we know before we give it a listen here well i agonized over choosing which pandaria song because they're all amazing yeah um i Almost went with, um, uh, the Wandering Isle. Yeah, yeah, that's the leveling zone for the Pendar. Yes, and I think the reason I didn't ultimately go with that is because, well, first of all, it's, um, it's kind of an obvious pick, if you know what I mean. Like, we've both heard it to death. Mm -hmm. It's like the first song we really heard. Um, and it was also a little bit too grand and epic and warlike.
that's not what I want to mm-hmm. leave uh, listeners with, with the impression of Pandaria. Right. Um, so I decided instead to go with um, the Golden Lotus, which I am fairly certain plays in the um, in the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. Awesome. Which is like the um, yes, the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. Which is the <laughs> level 90 zone you go to pretty much just do all of the in-game content. Um, all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's a big, huge temple there for the Alliance and the Horde. Um, cool. Unfortunately, this wonderful, per- like, perfect heart of Pandaria um, was destroyed by Garrish. He's a real jerk. So he ran in there, stomped around <laughs> a bunch, and now it's, like, ruined. Gotcha. But still beautiful. So, um... That's kind of the situation. I actually don't know if the song changed when mm-hmm. the destruction happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mostly what the song displays is how wonderful and peaceful and um, long-lasting Pandaria and its values are. And awesome. uh, it was short enough to play in the episode, and <laughs> I love it a lot. Great. I've heard it, and I love it too, but I look forward to hearing it again here. Mm-hmm. That was the Golden Lotus from World of Warcraft, Mists of Pandaria. We don't actually know who composed that particular song. I mean, our best guess is Russell Brower. Uh, but a lot of people worked on that game. Yeah. Um, and we don't have the exact composer for that. But whoever it was, round of applause. That's a, that's a good song. Man. It, and that's an understatement. You could never guess it was World of Warcraft until that weird expansion hit. I was going to say, until that expansion hit, and that's one interesting note I have is, even though, you know, we say it's very influenced by external styles outside of World of Warcraft, you know, it's Asian styles and that sort of thing. Some might even say it's stereotypical or whatnot. To me, a few seconds in, I know it's Pandaria. Yeah. 
and it's not just that style of music. It's like whatever they did, they got a distinct version of that archetype. And that's a world of Warcraft is really good at in general. And I think that's a way you can justify a lot of its um a lot of its cultures and its music and its influences, you know, you know, blood elves are just sun elves again, or uh dwarves are, you know, just dwarves. And in some cases they are, but especially with the orcs and with Pandaren, they're very good at getting their own brand of an existing archetype. Yes. It's like sure these taverns sound like inspired Celtic folk songs, but right. they sound like Warcraft Celtic inspired folk songs. They they bring these archetypes to life in ways that other fantasy can only dream of. Um you play even, you know, really well done games. They just don't come anywhere close to bringing a fantasy world to life like World of Warcraft is able to. Like, compare this to Jade Empire. Um, It's ridiculous. It it feels like a Bioware game inspired by, you know, Chinese or Asian mythology. Right, but it left me just cold on any of the mythology they're trying to get across or any of the uh, uh, world-building they're trying to get across. I think Blizzard is just a master at this. And that's the right term for Pandaria, bringing it to life. There's so much life and warmth and, um, like, a sensation of place and being in this expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something about the way that they play. I don't know what, if it's, like, a violin or what the lead instrument is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But even though it gets into a really beautiful, swelling, epic part at the end, I picked mm-hmm. it for that beginning. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well is... Even for being a short song, it's it's very slow in how it progresses through it. Um, it gives a lot of lead-in time before it goes for its crescendo there at the end. And there's so much emotion in the way it's played. It mm-hmm. feels so controlled and real. There is just undoubtedly a real person who loves playing music behind that instrument. Um, it just somehow seeps through. And there, mm-hmm. there's something about the the Pandaria soundtrack, especially this track, especially my favorite track in the game, which is, um, we played it a little bit on a past episode, which is uh, contained within the path of Tushue, I think. Hmm. Um, it kind of has a similar style as this. Uh-huh. It reminds me of, like, soil and rolling fields and the sun going down and family members like heading inside and lanting lanting lighterns <laughs> oh right yeah lighterns they're 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 necessary for and, light yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes world lordcraft can't think of the most original um constructs for their, exactly. their new fantasy uh contractions so uh, lighterns <laughs> and domes. yeah exactly uh, oh man we should have done an episode of the goblins and gnomes song hey it's not too late yeah, you're right, it isn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so how has your experience been traveling through World of Warcraft, or World of Warcraft Mr. Pandaria to be specific? Like, have you heard a lot of the music? Not a ton, I don't think. I mean, it's hard to, to, um, to separate it all. I've only been in one zone. The um, Jane Forest. Yes. It's been really good. I mean, I even liked, like, the war music at the beginning, yeah. I think, was a lot more evocative than other times they've tried to they tried that in the past uh this song in particular though um so you said it plays around like the uh max level area does it just like play in a city or blossoms here's the thing and i'm gonna have to 
I'm going to have to own up to this. I don't specifically remember where I heard this in the game. Um, okay. Because there's just so much music in that expansion, and it all fits that mm-hmm. theme so well, and it effortlessly comes in and out. And on top of that, a lot of the music on the soundtrack, this is the only bad thing I'll ever say about Russell Brower, is essentially arranged into... Um, medleys. medleys. Yeah, medleys. Yeah. And some music is there, some music isn't there, some songs that seem unrelated are put together. Um, yep. It's hard to get a sense, you know, in a big MMO. That said, if it's called um, the Golden Lotus, and that's also the name of a faction um, in the Vale of Eternal Blossoms, mm-hmm. um, and that's actually like, they defend against the Mogu, which are the great enemies of the Pandarans. Um, and back in the day before they made a bunch of patch changes, you had to like grind out rep from those guys. Right. Um, and so it all seems to add up to it playing there. I think it yep. does play in what is essentially the Pandaran capital. And if this is the capital music of Pandaria, I think that tells you a lot about where the heads are of the, of the citizens and the developers. Yeah. I think something I like about this song is like I alluded to before. It, it takes its time because it yes. it's a very simple melody and it doesn't really stray very far from that. It doesn't yeah. really have another section. It kind of is just that one melody uh, and it introduces it and then it introduces it and harmonizes some strings with it very lightly. Like it, it takes a slow approach to building up and then it kind of brings everything all in at once for the, I believe the third and final um, recitation of it. Brings in the vocals and the um, uh, and the full strings, and then that unique Pandaran instrument that I don't know the name of, and I don't mean it's unique to Pandaria, but oh, they use the it a Air lot. Are you talking about the Air Is that an Airhu? Let me check. I'm subscribing to the song. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's an Airhu. It's not. Yep, the one that starts up around 115 ish. Yeah. Um, Yes, that's an Airhu. In fact, that's okay. what we were joking about with Jason Hayes way back when. That's what I thought, but I forgot what we talked about <laughs> in terms of that. Yes. Okay. So the Airhu. That is the instrument of Pandaria. Yes. It's also one I can do a very good vocal impression of, but I won't do that here. <laughs> I, I hate your impression of the Airhu so much. <laughs> it almost made me dislike the instrument. <laughs> I know. It's just that good. You can't, you can't listen to it after you listen to me and think it even holds up. Yeah, you can't go back. But you can't go back. Exactly. But anyway, they bring all that in to a crescendo. Like, it's not the most unique structure for a song. I mm-hmm. mean, it's pretty standard. It's play a melody, play a melody, play a melody that rises and falls, bring it to a crescendo with a uh, symbol, and then let it fall off at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pandaria is not, is a, to me, is a place that's steeped in tradition. It's a place that takes these ancient things and makes them, uh, brings into life like we talked about before so i don't find it necessarily bad that it's a that it feels traditional and i think that despite the structure being traditional mm-hmm. and the all the instrumentation and um right you know, it feels very familiar the song could be nothing more but that opening do 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 that's enough like if that just kind of played on and off for an hour 
I would probably mm-hmm. never grow tired of it. Like it really feels like it has roots and is, it doesn't feel, um, forced or, um, catchy or anything. It's just so simple. It feels like a song that's really given room to breathe. And that's really what like Pandaria, it doesn't rush itself. What Pandaria, like, slow down. At. Exactly. I played this game during a point when I was really busy and mm-hmm. I felt like I was, I mean, part of it was because of this podcast and we had all these projects going. Um, mm-hmm. and like you just quoted the, if you click on an NBC, sometimes they will actually just say, slow down. Right. And I'm like, oh, good point. And so I actually learned life lessons by playing Pandaria. And then maybe that's one of the reasons I find it so special to me. It's like, mm-hmm. this music reminds me of exploring like this wonderful world and it kind of made me like i'd love to see china in person like man i know this is like the fantasy version of it but that's what i like about world of warcraft it reminds you of how cool the real world is by seeing all of these artists and creators who really really care um making art and making adventures and making music all putting it together and it's like pandaria just hit that so well absolutely i Musically, I think it's easily the best thing uh, Blizzard has ever done. Yeah, and boy, is that saying something, because we dedicated a, like a whole month and a half to them. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, maybe we'll be proven wrong tomorrow. Well, man, with, uh, hearing some of from Warlords of Draenor are also some of the best stuff I've ever heard. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, yeah, I find in the end, this song, to me, it's a very Pandaren mix of both, like, it combines beauty and solemnity. Beauty, solemnity, and centeredness to me. Yeah. It feels very centered. It feels like it knows what it's doing and it's going to take its time to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, hi, that about wraps up what I have for this. Anything, any last parting thoughts before I kill you? Um, well, <laughs> I was, what? <laughs> Nothing. Go okay. ahead. Um, I don't know. It's. Wow. You're a great podcaster. I, I said a lot of things, man. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. <laughs> I go through this whole speech and then, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, beyond the fact that I think playing Pandaria, Mr. Pandaria, is well worth, worth your time for, for many reasons. Especially if you're able to look past how ridiculous it seems. Here's the big bummer about playing Pandaria. is If you want to play through it normally, oh, yeah. you have to get to 85 and if you boost, you boost right past it. Yeah. So you basically have to play through all of World of Warcraft and then just to get to those five levels, which are possibly the best part of World of Warcraft. Yeah, I know. And you can't boost past everything, but that would include Pandaria. So it, you, it's a bummer. They need to add a way to, like, teleport back to Legacy content and play it at a reasonable difficulty or whatever. If, for those of you who aren't familiar, they recently added in a feature where you can boost to level 90 for the new expansion. Right, and Pandaria's levels 85 through 90. Yeah, so, so. you miss the entire zone, the entire continent of Pandaria just there. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll do it for us. Um, now I'm going to do all the boring stuff, so tune out if you don't care about Wait, that. But that's, no, really, it's helpful if you listen really to it. really not how we should present it. We should just mix this stuff through randomly through the episode. Yeah, just uh, So I've been listening to, uh, to Switchfoot, and also if you want to find us on iTunes... <laughs> No, let's make this short and worth hearing. Okay. You get to hear my air who impression at the end of this. Yes, so stick around. Uh, Exactly. All right, so first of all, 
If you want to find the song we were talking about, it is available, like all the other WoW stuff, on iTunes. Wait, is it? You need yeah, to it is confirm this for me. Okay, it's on the Pandaria soundtrack. So it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon, you know. It's on Blizzard Store. It's widely available. Um, for us on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes, Train Station at 8. Um, if you want to leave us a review, that would be totally fantastic. Um, please do. If you want to know um, more about us and about Whales or Whales... Um, I recommend going to whalesorwhales.com. That's a good thought, yes. If you want, whalesorwhales.com. If you already know about us and you like us, mm-hmm. the best thing you could do is, like I said, leave a review or mm-hmm. contact us in any way. Send us an email at transstation8 at gmail.com. Find right. us on Twitter. We're transstation8. You can suggest songs of the day because we post a song every day just randomly. Or even whole episodes. If you have a great song for us, you might do an episode on it. It's so. super likely. I mean, we've had yeah. friends and colleagues come to us and say, how about this? And usually we say, great idea. And Yeah, that's how many of our shows have come about. Yeah. Um, so. It's people coming up to us and talking about that. So absolutely. I mean, if you want to be on the show, get in get in touch with yeah. us. Um, yeah, uh, on Twitter, we're Station 8. Personally on Twitter, I'm Lord Meldor. That is Lord, M-E-L-D-O-R-R. Stephen is Stephen Kelly 180. Um, and that'll do it. Uh, anything Anything else, Stephen? Um, I don't believe so. We only have one more World of Warcraft episode planned coming out next week, and it's going to be about Warlords of Draenor once we have some time to queue up and play it. <laughs> if if we do. I mean, we have it's looking now that it might, not, it might never start again. Yeah. Um, all right, so until next time. Okay. Good. That's enough. Great job. You're so good right. at this. I know I am. I've been doing it for years. Oh, you, Erhu Eddie. Oh my gosh! Please do. <laughs>